Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Welcome to a sermon podcast from Salem Lutheran Church. For more information, please stay tuned at the end of the sermon. as we gather to give all praise and glory to our Lord and we do so using our ears for worship one of the main principles of worship is certainly to worship the Lord with a believing heart but also to worship him by listening our first lesson for this seventh Sunday after Pentecost is found recorded in the book of Isaiah chapter 55 beginning at verse 6 Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked man abandon his way. Let an evil man abandon his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord, and he will show him mercy. Let him turn to our God, because he will abundantly pardon. Certainly my plans are not your plans, and your ways are not my ways, declares the Lord. Just as the heavens are higher than the earth, So my ways are higher than your ways, and my plans are higher than your plans. Just as the rain and the snow come down from the sky and do not return there unless they first water the earth, make it give birth and cause it to sprout so that it gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. In the same way, my word that goes out from my mouth will not return to me empty. Rather, it will accomplish whatever I please, and it, will su- and it will succeed in the purpose for which I sent it. The Word of the Lord. Our second lesson is found recorded in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, beginning at the fifth verse. The Apostle Paul writes, What then is Apollos? And what is Paul? They are ministers through whom you believed, and each served as the Lord gave him his role. I planted, Apollos watered, but God causing causing the growth. So then, neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but it is God who causes the growth. The one who plants and the one who waters are united, and each will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For the Lord is the one whom we serve as co-workers, and you are God's field, God's building. In keeping with the grace of God given to me, as a wise master builder, I laid a foundation, and someone else is building on it. But let each person be careful how he builds on it. In fact, no one can lay any other foundation than the one that has been laid, which is Jesus Christ. The word of the Lord. The gospel is taken from Matthew chapter 13, beginning at the first verse. This is the parable of the sower and Jesus' explanation. That same day, Jesus left the house and was sitting by the sea. A large crowd gathered around him, so he stepped into a boat and sat down. While all the people stood on the shore, he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell along the path. The birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on rocky ground where it did not have much soil. Immediately the seed sprang up up because the soil was not deep. 
But when the sun rose, the seed was scorched, because it had no root. It withered away. Other seed fell among thorns. The thorns grew up and choked it. But some seed fell on good ground and produced grain, some 100 times, some 60, and some 30 times more than was sown. Whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. So, so listen carefully to the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is the seed that was sown along the path. The seed that was sown on rocky ground is the person who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he is not deeply rooted and does not endure. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, he immediately falls away. The seed that was sown among the thorns is the one who hears the word, but the worry of this world and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, and it produces no fruit. But the seed that was sown on the ground, good ground, is the one who continues to hear and understand the word. Indeed, he continues to produce fruit, some a hundred, some sixty, and some thirty times more than was sown. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for consideration is found recorded. It is the parable of the sower and the seed from Matthew chapter 13. I open with this verse, which certainly sums it up perfectly. Whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. This is the word of the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ and heirs of everlasting life, are we doing it all wrong? You're all sitting down, and, and every time there's the sermon, people are always sitting down, and the preacher is standing up, and he's got to stand up for near the whole service, but especially during the sermon times. So are we doing it all wrong? Well, during Jesus' time, it would have been the opposite. Usually the preacher would be sitting down and the congregation would be standing. It was certainly, that was the case when Jesus was preaching at the Sea of Galilee. But he didn't do it just for the sake of tradition or because it was the common practice. He was doing it for the sake of convenience as well as safety. People were constantly coming close to him, even trying to touch him. So in order to preach to even a large crowd, Jesus would sit in a boat and it would be put out for a little ways as people stood at the shore to hear Jesus preach. And in Matthew 13, chapter 13, we have a, a number of Jesus' sermons that he preached, or all part of one big sermon, but it was actually one parable after the next. And in these parables, Jesus is going to be making it very, very clear to these people that when it comes to worship, it's not whether you're standing or sitting, but what is important is certainly that believing heart. And with a believing heart, listening, listening to the word, because the Bible is God's word. Jesus is going to spell out for them four different kinds of people in this parable of the sower. Four different kinds of people in how they listen. 
listen. Now, when I use the word listen, I'm not just saying hearing sounds or letting words go in one ear and out the other. Listening is hearing what the person is saying, understanding what they are saying, and even keeping it and obeying it and following it. Remember the words of Jesus, blessed, which means happy. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Four different kinds of people and how they receive God's word, how they listen, understand, and keep it. I said that, these, that this was a parable. And as soon as I see that word, I find myself humble and awed. Because it is, in a nutshell, as I grew up, and I feel this is the best definition to give to what a parable is. And that is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. It was something that they could understand. It was something they could see. It was something that they could grab onto. And then he could take them into that which they did not understand. That which actually opened a door into the mind and thinking of our God. And God would do this? God would reveal himself in such a personal and intimate way? That's why I'm so awed. Every time Jesus is speaking a parable, and especially this one, it was the parable of the sower. Now, this is not the kind of seed planter who simply is planting corn corn or soybeans where you're putting it in the ground and giving uh, the seed some space so that when it grows, it will not be too close together and end up hurting each other because it's not able to, to get the sun the way it should and, 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 and to get the moisture. That seed needs to be separated. We do this in our gardens. No, the kind of seed that's being spoken of here, this is the grass seed. These are the seeds that are extremely light. And yet, this, these very small seeds can produce such large plants. This is the wheat. This is the barley. To be a sower who spreads it out, you want to get as much out as you can because you want that land covered and you want it covered so that you can have an abundant harvest of wheat or barley. So when it comes to throwing the seed out, I doubt that not just anyone could do it. Oh, people would certainly practice and, and would become, oh, experts and probably even hired to do this kind of work. Because you can't just throw the seed anyway. And you also got to take into consideration the weather. For the wind can easily take that seed and blow it into areas that you don't want planted because it would be a waste. So it's not surprising to hear that as the sower is throwing out the seed, that some would fall along the path, hard ground. The path that people have walked on, no doubt the carts have driven on. This might even be the hard path that separates the different area, the different lands um, and maybe what is planted in order to get from one field to the next. We know it's a hard path that's traveled on and it's not meant to grow anything because whatever grows is going to get trampled over. But some seed falls on this. And because of it, the ground is so hard that the seed isn't able to grow at all. 
and then therefore the birds just simply come and take it away. It becomes bird food. Jesus will later explain what this parable is, and he doesn't always explain them, but in this case he does. And when he explains this parable, he points out that the seed is really the word of the of God, the word of the kingdom. And a kingdom is where a king rules. This is the word of Christ, who's ruling in your hearts by his holy word. Some people take his word like hard ground. They're hard-hearted. They hear it. They refuse to understand it. And they certainly aren't going to obey it. What ends up happening? The bird takes it away. And Jesus points out that the bird is the evil one, Satan. Now, certainly we can apply these words to blatant unbelievers who refuse to, to hear and take to heart God's holy word. They just become fodder for Satan. But even believers can harden their hearts and fall away from the Lord. Even believers can easily, with a hard heart, become simply fodder for Satan. Oh, and the temptation is always so great to follow away from the Lord, especially when you have Satan always lying that when it comes to God's word, just like he did in the Garden of Eden, he questions if, did God really say? Did God really mean it? Does God really love you? Can you really trust his word? Then we're tempted to follow what we think the Bible says. And, and we can come up with all kinds of teachings and philosophies and all kinds of religious thoughts that we think that is in God's word. But it is not God's word at all. We can easily follow our lives and live our lives following what we think the Bible says, convinced this is what God wants, when in actuality, God would condemn such actions. Oh, one of the popular statements, and I hear this all the time. Well, you know the Bible says God helps those who help themselves. People think that that's actually religious. And it comes from the Holy Word. It's not found in the Word. I cannot emphasize enough. Don't follow what you think it says. Follow what it says. Learn it. Study it. Hear what it says. Rejoice in the promises it proclaims. But don't guess. No. And the only way to know is to be in that word. Now, some seed has fallen on rocky ground. Now, the rocky ground, I don't know how rocky it is, but there's a little bit of soil with it, and but not quite enough to sustain the plant. Enough so that it can at least grow unlike the hard ground. It can at least start growing, but not enough to get a good solid root foundation. But instead, when the sun comes, and that'll heat up that ground, and especially those rocks, and, and rocks that are heated up is going to consume the moisture around it. It's not surprising to hear that such plants wither away and die. <clears throat> they cannot survive. Jesus later describes such ground as people who come to faith, and they do so with great joy. Oh, they rejoice in being a Christian. 
They, they badly want to be a Christian. They want to be like everyone else because they don't want to miss out on all the fun and, and the promises and, and all the fellowship that goes on. But then Jesus points out that as soon as troubles and persecution, especially because of his word, comes, they fall away, they quit, and they wither away and die, spiritually speaking. My friends, it was the Lord who pointed out that when it comes to our relationship with him, blessed are those who hear the word of God and obey it, that when it comes to saving faith in his word, as I said last week, that that faith is that trust and confidence, but you could add another ingredient to the word faith. And that is perseverance. Perseverance literally in the original language means long-suffering. That in other words, the faith that the Holy Spirit works within our hearts and, 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 and works in our hearts by that holy word that testifies of Jesus and, and all that he has done for us, the very Savior who gave his life on the cross to pay for our sins, is a faith that God gives us not to quit, not to get up, give up when the going gets tough, so to speak. What do we do? Where do we turn? Jesus makes it very clear when he described what a disciple was to his disciples. When he said, deny yourself, deny the thinking that you could save yourself and it's all about me and, and what about me? And focus on Christ and what he has done for you. And he says, take up your crosses, certainly your troubles and your persecutions, and especially those troubles and persecutions that come because you are a Christian. And he goes on to say the last important statement, follow me. And there's only one way to follow the Lord. Faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. Be in the word. Cling to that word. Life is not going to be perfect, but you're not alone. And I'm not just talking about fellow believers here at church. I'm talking you have the Lord, and it is the Lord that never forsakes. He keeps his promise, and he certainly has kept the promise of a Savior that paid for our sins in full, and one for us everlasting life. My dear friends, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Some seed fell on the area where there was a lot of weeds, and not just any kind of weeds. It's interesting that the word weeds here is talking about thorns. Now, there are the kind of weeds that when they grow up, or at first when they start, that it's hard to distinguish between the wheat and the weeds because it looks so similar. Later, as it grows taller and, and it matures, you, there will be a distinct difference. But when he speaks of seed falling among the thorns, there is no mistake here. These are not weeds that look like the wheat. These are weeds that, that are thistles. These are thorn plants. These, when you 
You know these are weeds. There is no making any mistake. And what are these thorns? Jesus describes them in two ways. One, he does, one way he says is, this is the worry of the world. Great anxiety and worry in this world as we live each moment of every day trying to survive, consumed by the world around us and, and what is going on in the world. Oh, the temptation is to think that we can make a heaven here on earth. And we even try. And all we do is face worries, more worries, one after the other. And then along with all those worries comes the deceitfulness of wealth, thinking that wealth is what's going to give me happiness. And then I end up in a vicious circle. The more money I have, the more happy I'll be. The more happy I am, the more money I want. And I never find happiness. I'm going to have all the money in the world and still not find happiness. Jesus even points that out. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world and yet forfeit his soul? That what's more important than all the money in the world, what's more important than anything that this world has to offer is a relationship with the Lord and a Savior who paid for our sins in full. Remember, it was Jesus who said, you cannot serve both God and money. Money is a blessing from the Lord. But when it becomes your God, when it becomes your passion, when it becomes your Lord that you got to work and have at all expense, over the true Lord God? For all the money in the world cannot save you. Once again, you cannot serve both God and money. It was Jesus who actually, in one of the seven letters to the churches in Revelation, he made this point to a congregation called Laodicea. He spoke of them as people that he wanted to spit out. In the original language, it's actually stronger than that. It says, I want to vomit you out. Now you're like vomit in my mouth. That's very strong words. And he was condemning them for their lukewarmness. He was condemning them for their apathy. They were neither hot nor cold. They were lukewarm. One of the most dangerous things that can happen to a person uh, along with unbelief and rejecting the Lord in unbelief is becoming indifferent, becoming lazy, becoming apathetic. Where we just go through the motions, claiming we believe in the Lord. Oh yeah, we hear his word. But are we going to keep it, obey it, live it, follow it, use our talents in proclaiming it? No, someone else can do that. My friends, this is extremely dangerous, this materialism. And many souls have been robbed and destroyed because people have been consumed by the deceitfulness of wealth and the worries of the world. Some seed fell on good ground. And where it fell on good ground, it grew got a good root structure. In fact, it grew so well that it actually produced fruit. From the one seed came many more seeds. Some hundred, some sixty, some thirty more. But it was more. 
than the original seed that was sown. I'm going to ask you the question that I believe has been asked a million times throughout the history of this world, and especially in this New Testament age. I can't think of a pastor in the past 2,000 years that wouldn't have asked in connection with this parable, which one is, are you? Which seed or which ground are you? Obviously, we ought to be the fourth one and to be the good ground and using our talents and abilities to God's glory, following his holy word, word and all to his glory. But the honest truth is, we easily fit into the other categories and maybe more than one of them. When I hear these holy words before us by Jesus, this is a warning to us all. It is with a repentant heart that we come before the Lord. Lord, move my heart because my heart belongs to you. Move my heart to serve you and not my sinful, selfish self. Dr. Martin Luther said that there were three enemies to our Christian faith, and the enemies are all described right here in this parable. The enemy of Satan himself. The enemy of the sinful world that I live in. And even the enemy of my own sinful self that likes to be selfish and play God with God in his word. Lord, please have mercy on me, a sinner, and grant me a heart that understands this divine truth. Whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. That the purpose of our ears, as God intended them to be, was not simply to hear sounds and enjoy music. That the purpose of the ears that God has given us was not simply to be able to hear so that we can communicate to another but that the purpose of the ears that he has given us was to hear his holy word, to take that word to heart, and to obey it. For blessed, happy, is the one who hears the word of God and keeps it. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to a sermon podcast from Salem Evangelical Lutheran Church. If you have any further questions or would like to learn more about Salem Lutheran and its ministry, please check out our website at www.salemevlutheran.org. Once again, that is www.salemev l-u-t-h-e-r-a-n dot o-r-g. May God bless you today and every day.